with Eric Bolin, who is the beat writer for the uh, Newsday in New York now and has uh, just completed his uh, 14th year uh, with with uh, Newsday and the Yankees. Eric, you know, the, the Guardians and, and, the, and the Yankees now in a best of five series. This is the sixth time they're meeting. How do you kind of break the series down? Well, I, I would start with this, Dana. The Yankees, I won't say breathe the sigh of relief. And, and I was actually texting with someone in Cleveland uh, earlier today about this. It's not that the Yankees wanted the Guardians, but they definitely didn't want to face the Rays. And uh, that was not a negative against uh, Cleveland. It's more so the Rays, number one, have been a, a pain in the you-know-what for the Yankees in recent seasons and, and most recently knocked the Yankees out of the playoffs in, in 2020. Uh, and they just always are a thorn for the Yankees, at, at least in the last four or five years. So uh, obviously a lot of familiarity between the two teams being in the AL East. They played 19 times this year. And even when the Yankees were you know, cruising in the first half of the season, uh, the games against the Rays were uh, always a war because the Rays just pitched so well. Uh, that's not to say, again, that the Yankees – quote, wanted Cleveland. Uh, they respect the pitching. Uh, the, they respect the, the ter Terry Francona, obviously. Brian Cashman talking yesterday at Yankee Stadium, you know, called uh, Francona one of the best to ever do what he does, uh, being a, a field manager. Um, and so there is, you know, there's concern. And, and as anyone with the Yankees will tell you, uh, all the teams at this stage are good and can beat you if you don't show up. But, um, you know, they're also unfamiliar with the Guardians because the, the last meeting was at the end of, of June. I think it spilled into uh, early July. Uh, it's a completely different Guardians team uh, than the one that, that showed up in April and really got waxed at Yankee Stadium. Uh, and then the Yankees took, I think it was two out of three uh, in Cleveland uh, in that late June, early, early July series. So, uh, you know, the Guardians obviously had not gotten things going uh, the way that they did with that amazing September they had where they won 24 out of their last 30, I believe. Um, so, you know, the, the Yankees, uh, while certainly confident uh, that they'll be able to move on, uh, aren't taking anything for granted either. And, and you know, Dana, you've been doing this, this a long time. Uh, you can't do that at this time of year. You know, the Guardians had great pitching in the wild card series against against the Rays. The, the, the question is, you know, will they have enough offense to uh, to, to defeat New York? And based on what I saw in that series, you know, that's why the Yankees will come into this a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, the Yankees pitch, you know, they're obviously known uh, as the Bronx Bombers for a reason. And Aaron Judge had, of course, his historic uh, season with the 62 home runs. But uh, you talk to people behind the scenes with the Yankees, uh, the key for them uh, surviving really what was a, a horrendous uh second half of the season, particularly August when they went 10 and 18, uh, the one thing that really kept them afloat was their pitching. They had some bullpen issues, but their starting rotation uh, really matches up with anyone's uh, top three, certainly uh, that's left in the American league playoffs. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're, confident that they can, uh, you know, pitch and Cleveland, obviously uh, scoring has been a, a problem for them, regardless of who they put out there. And you saw that in, in the Rays series. Now, look, the, the Rays, that's what they excel at uh, is run prevention. And uh, uh, no matter who they bring up, no matter how many injuries they have, they always seem to find pitching. 
You can say the same thing about Cleveland, by the way. Uh, one of the interesting things in that Rays Guardian series, as short as it was, was you saw kind of teams that were mirror images of each other. Uh, neither team uh, hits the ball uh, out of the ballpark with, with any degree of consistency. Uh, but no matter who they bring out in out of the bullpen, uh, seem to throw 95 to, to, to 100 and, and hold the other team down. So uh, personally, uh, if you're asking me to predict the series, I would say New York in, in four probably, um, and maybe even three. I, I just don't see uh, the Guardians being able to hit enough uh, to, uh, to pull the upset. Hey, Eric, the, the Yankees had some time off. The Indians played two games. You know, it was only two games. So did the layoff or I don't even I don't even know if it's a layoff, but maybe did the, the couple of extra days off. Or is, do you feel that could help New York a little bit? I mean, they, they kind of got the rotation in place. You know, Bieber will go game three. I think if it's if they uh, will go in game three. So, you know, the pitching matchup probably isn't what the Guardians wanted. But so so the, the time off, maybe can it help New York? Yeah, you know, it's funny about that, Dana, doing this as long as I've had it. When a team has uh, a long layoff, uh, they always say, well, we, we could use the rest. And, and teams that don't get count, that kind of layoff say, hey, look, uh, the Major League season, 162 spread out over, over six months. It's an everyday thing. So you want to stay in that rhythm. You want to stay in that routine. I can tell you with, with the Yankees, with the amount of injuries that they had in the second half of the season, uh, they certainly uh, can and could use the rest. And I'll start with Aaron Judge. He played 55 straight games. Uh, I have realized that that's not exactly a, a Cal Ripken-esque uh, streak, but – uh, that, that's the way the game is played now. You know, you guys are, are arrested more. You hear all about load management, which is a cliche I absolutely detest. Um, but, you know, you do see guys strategically rested during the course of the season. So a guy playing 55 straight games the way Judge did, uh, Aaron Boone, the Yankees manager, was desperate to get him off of his feet, but he also knew Judge was chasing history. And so until he hit number 62, uh, he was not going to sit uh, Judge. And I can tell you that organizationally there was concern down the stretch that as this went into game 161, and that was when Judge finally uh, passed Maris with, with his uh, 62nd home run, uh, the Yankees would have preferred that it happened maybe a week, a week and a half earlier so that they could have uh, given Judge some time off of his feet. Um, and so the five full days off that they had uh, between finishing up the regular season in Arlington last Wednesday uh, into Tuesday night for the uh, the opener, uh, first and foremost, I think Judge uh, you know, could have used that rest. And then, uh, you know, you have a guy like DJ LeMahieu had a, a sore uh, right big toe uh, that impacted him much of the second half of the season, uh, spent some time on the injured list. Uh, he's kind of questionable going into the series. I think he will be on the roster, but uh, it, it's really impacted him both in the field at the plate, especially at the plate. He can use the, the, the five days off. Uh, a couple of Yankees pitchers who were banged up as well, uh, including their uh, closer, uh, Clay Holmes uh, had a shoulder strain right at the end of the year. Uh, he could use the time. I can kind of go on and on uh, with some of their uh, regulars, both in terms of on the field and the bullpen. They definitely, uh, the rest was, was a good thing for them. Now, all of that said, Dana, if the Yankees come out and lay an egg in game one and I write for a New York tabloid, I, I'm sure I'll probably be at the front of the list. The story is going to be the Yankees were rusty, uh, you know, coming out of the break. I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I think Garrett Cole, another one who, who probably could have used, uh, you know, some of the, the extra time off, uh, you know, I expect him to probably throw the ball pretty well. Uh, but again, no question, Dana, that is a storyline going into the series. Does the does the magical season of, of Aaron Judge and the Yankees does it is it 
kind of carry into the playoffs in your opinion or since it happened last week is that kind of settled down I think it's kind of settled down. And when when you hear Aaron Judge speak at the podium uh, after the Yankees workout uh, later on uh, today, uh, he's going to get asked an awful lot of questions about number 62. And having covered him since he was drafted in 2013, uh, I, I, I'm pretty confident in saying uh, that Judge will be very not dismissive because that's that's not how he, he acts in public, but um uh, another a better word doesn't come to mind. Uh, he will kind of push that uh, aside as a non-issue and say the regular season was the regular season. Slate is clean. Uh, now the real work uh, begins. He has called the 162 game uh, season, and he's done this since his rookie year. Uh, he calls that preparation for for quote the real season, uh, which is is the playoffs. Because as you know, Dana, uh, having been in sports as long as you have, uh, for the Yankees, they they grade themselves based on only one thing, and that's World Series champ. Championships won. They haven't won one or been in one uh, since 2009. So as many questions as Judge is going to get asked about the, the 62, uh, he's going to probably more than likely uh, say that's in the past. Nobody's thinking about that. Uh, it's it's a it's a blank slate, and uh, you know let, let's go to work. So uh, it's a good question. It, it's certainly a, a, a fair question, and it's one that's going to be asked. But uh, I, I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Hey, Eric, you, you know, being a Cleveland native, this is kind of a win-win for you, isn't it? Well, look, I mean, I, I, I always love going home. Uh, you look at my Twitter bio, it says proud native of Cleveland. Uh, I get very defensive about my hometown when, when people uh, make negative comments about it, when people, and, and by the way, I still feel that way about the Warren Youngstown market where, where we met and where I worked for five years before moving to New York. Um you know, I never like to see anything that reflects poorly on my hometown, such as the Browns uh, trading for Deshaun Watson, which is a whole nother uh, topic for another day. Um, but, you know, it, 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 yes, it's nice to, to be able to, to go back. I always look forward whenever the Yankees, I circle that uh, date on the calendar, whenever the, the schedule comes out for the next season. Um, and so, yes, uh, when, when I saw that that's what the matchup was going to be, uh, I was certainly uh, certainly glad to see that. It, it, it's always nice to, uh, you know, New York has been my home. I moved here in 2001, uh, so I've been here 20 plus years. But, uh, you know, uh, I'm from Cleveland. I grew up in Cleveland and uh, any opportunity I have to uh, to go back is uh, is a privilege for me and, and having somebody else pay for it. That, that's for sure. Hey, last question, Eric. Obviously, you know, when the Guardians started the season, no one really gave them a chance. They win the, uh, you know, the Central Division kind of going away with the great September. Uh, are they playing with house money now? I mean, you know, they go into New York. This is the sixth time. they. I think they've only won two of the previous five series. So, so are they playing with house money and how dangerous can they be? I mean, I think they are. I mean, looking at it from afar, and I, I obviously don't don't cover the Guardians, but knowing uh, Terry Francona a, a little bit and, and the way he operates, and I've certainly seen my share of players come through the Yankees clubhouse over the years who have played uh, for Tito, uh, whether it be in, in Boston or, or in Cleveland, now where he's been since I think it's 2013 was his first year. Um, the, talk about guys willing. I've never heard a negative thing, and and. Having done this for a while, I can tell you uh, that that very few 
managers are universally loved by their players. And I've never heard a negative thing uh, about Terry Francona. So I guarantee his message is going to be something along the lines of don't listen to the noise, how you're playing with house money. You never know when you're going to get these opportunities in the postseason. You take advantage of it um, because you, you just don't know when they're, they're going to come about again. Uh, it looks like an ascendant team that, that should be in the playoffs, uh, you know, for, for years to come. But, um, you know, you, you can't count on that because of injuries or, or you know, somebody else in the central just gets better and overtakes you. You, you never know. Uh, I, I think that will be a narrative going in. Um, but I, I do think that they are, are a dangerous team because of what you just said. Uh, they don't, nobody's going to expect them to win uh, the series, maybe even let alone a game. Uh, they're a young team. They had 17 players that made your, their major league debut this year, which is just an astounding total. Usually when you see a statistic like that, Dana, that the team ends up finishing in last place uh, because teams that young. I mean, I, I heard uh, Tom Hamilton and, and uh, give a great uh, statistic, and, and I know it's been written too by, by the Cleveland media, that uh, the Guardians were the youngest team uh, in the sport by far, and their average age was actually younger than the average age of your AAA, you know, any AAA team, uh, which is just kind of, uh, of astounding. So uh, I don't think they have the roster depth to match up with the Yankees and to take them out. I think in a one game situation, yeah, absolutely. Anything can happen. Uh, I know five games is a short series. If you were getting Bieber um, and McKenzie going in one and two, the way that they were able to line that up for the Rays, I would give them a puncher's chance at that. Uh, But having to wait for Bieber until game three, I I think that might be uh, a little bit too late. And the Yankees at Yankee stadium, particularly in the playoffs are an absolute beast. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how the young guardians uh, react to that atmosphere. I mean, Yankee Stadium is always a tough place for visiting teams to play uh, in the regular season, and it gets ratcheted up, uh, you know, tenfold when you get into the playoffs. Uh, maybe they'll embrace it. Maybe they'll be able to tune it out. You have no idea how that's going to you know, I'm not one of those that thinks that experience is the end-all, be-all. Uh, I've seen all sorts of things happen in my time covering the Yankees in Major League Baseball uh, since 2009. Uh, I've seen young teams uh, pull the upset. I've seen veteran teams collapse. Uh, and the funny thing is, Dana, it, it's it's always the same thing. If, if a young team doesn't play well in the postseason, uh, we always say, oh, well, the, 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 there was just too big of a stage uh, for them to handle. Uh, that's not always the case. I remember a very, very young Astros team that had I think one player on their roster with playoff experience back in 2015 when the current iteration of the Astros really kind of broke through and they came to Yankee Stadium for a wild card game. And again, no playoff experience. The Yankee team had quite a few guys with playoff experience and Dallas Keuchel uh, shoved for for six innings or six and a third innings, whatever it was. And the Astros uh, blitzed the Yankees out of the playoffs in that, that one game wild card. And that narrative about how the young Astros wouldn't be able to handle things, uh, particularly at Yankee Stadium in a wild card, kind of went out the window. Then 2017, that great Astros team that ended up winning the World Series, I know they had the cheating scandal. Again, that's a different topic for a different day. We obviously didn't know about it at the time. But I remember that 17 Astros team, they won the first two games in the ALCS at Minute Maid Park against the Yankees and then came to Yankee Stadium in that cauldron of noise and atmosphere and everything else that goes on there. Uh, And they absolutely were intimidated beyond belief 
by that atmosphere and, and almost couldn't function. They won the games. It was game four, I believe, where they had a big lead and then uh, blew it late. Uh, but they lost all three games and even Astros players. And, and you very rarely hear professional athletes admit to it. But I remember Carlos Correa and even Altuve and a couple of their other veteran guys saying, yeah, we just didn't handle it well at Yankee Stadium. Thank God we're going back to Minute Maid Park for game six and seven, which they, of course, ended up uh, winning both those games and advancing to the World Series where they uh, beat the Dodgers. But, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of fascinating storylines in this one, uh, and, and certainly the, the uh, Guardians' youth is at the head of that list. Eric, great insight. We appreciate your time, and certainly uh, good luck to you as you – Continue your uh, service, and uh, you continue your great work for uh, for Newsday and the Yankees. Dana, it's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We obviously go back a, a long ways, and uh, I've always uh, liked and respected your work 